This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Have you ever considered outsourcing the SEO for your pet business website? So I've spoken to quite a few people over the years who have had this where they've outsourced and got somebody else to do their SEO and they've had quite a bad experience and I wanted to cover it on the podcast. Now I know I cover lots of things around getting your pet business found via content and blogging and all of those things but sometimes I find that people will tell me that they don't have enough time to work on their SEO. So what I've done is I've brought in somebody who I really trust, who I used to work with when I was a freelance journalist mostly over in Manchester and he used to help me with my SEO and he helped me get to the top of Google for freelance journalists and Manchester even though I wasn't doing any of the things that I tell you to do when it comes to content marketing. So his name is Malcolm Mabry. He's a really lovely bloke. He's very straight talking down to earth and he's talking about the things that you need to do if you want to get your website found and also what to look for if you're outsourcing your SEO and what that SEO company should be doing. So you don't feel like you've been burned or that you've been ripped off or that you've handed over money for something that hasn't actually helped your business. So Malcolm gives a five step checklist that you need to be thinking of if you're looking at outsourcing your SEO and how it all works. He makes it really nice and simple for you. And he also talks about things that you can be doing yourself to improve your SEO as well. Um, We talk about reviews, we talk about websites, we talk about all kinds of different things. So I hope you found this episode helpful. And now I will hand over to Malcolm and go through the main part of the show. So hi, Malcolm. Thanks so much for joining me. Hi, Rachel. Good to see you. Oh, no, it's really, really good to have you on the show. Um, I'll talk about this in, in a moment, but I have mentioned you many times on this podcast. But it would be really helpful if you could just share a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so my name is Malcolm. Um, we've got a website, 360spin.com. Been doing that for the self-employed now for 20-odd years. Initially started out as a photography business. Well, it still is, really. But a virtual tour of photography, so you can look around a location or a venue online. This soon turned into like a digital marketing side of it as well. So we do a job for a client and they'd want us to help them. They love the virtual tour. They wanted to get found on Google. So that, I, that led into sort of digital marketing, really. And that's been just grown ever since. So we run the two side by side. But the SEO side of it, digital marketing has taken over the bulk of the work now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you work with... Do you work with people all across? Because I know you're in Cheshire. That's how we met um, many years ago. But do you work with clients all over the UK with your SEO and with the the virtual tours as well? Yeah, yes. It started out locally because that's how we met Rachel (laughs) at a BNI meeting, wasn't it, in Manchester? We did. (laughs) But yeah, no, we've got clients down in Torquay. I think that was a referral from yourself. And yeah, as far as Scotland, got nobody abroad, but... um, yeah, then just distance is no thing really because you can just use Zoom really. Mm-hmm. Zoom on the phone call, so it's, there's no geographic boundaries really anymore, is there? No, no, this is true, especially in the last in the last year or so. Um, so tell me about the kind of. So I know you work with a lot. Of, I know you work with like a range of businesses because I know a lot of you. I know quite a lot of your clients. But um, tell me about the kind of you know the the diverse kinds of businesses that you work with. Yeah, there's there's no two of the same sectors. I don't think there's. Um, Plumbers, I've got a plumber, electrician. I like tradespeople. I used to be one myself. 
We've got um, e-commerce clients in the food and beverage industry. Got, um, South Storage. Who else do we got? Um, air conditioning. So it's just, it's just completely random. There's no specific one. It's just but the bottom line is they all need to get found online. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when you when it comes to people kind of getting in touch with you and, and finding you, what is the main what is the main kind of challenge that they have that they want you to help them with? The main problem is then that they're not the firm's not ringing, they're not getting any emails. It's typically that someone's built a website, but they don't take into account the digital marketing side of it. So mm -hmm. they've got a nice shiny website that looks great, but it's invisible to Google. Yeah. So there are two separate things. The web design is the one thing, but the digital marketing is a separate thing that needs to be tackled separately. Mm -hmm. And most web okay. designers are great web designers, but they don't know digital marketing really. Okay. So let's say if I like let's say if I'm coming to you and I've got a I've got a new website and it looks lovely, but it's not kind of it's not doing the things that I want it to do. What are the kind of things that you that you would go through with me? And I know I've been a client, so this is a bit weird, but what kind of things would you go through with me? And you'd explain the kind of things that I'd need to do there. What would those key things be, do you think, as a small business owner? And I know obviously you would step in and do do your side of things, but could you kind of explain to people listening um, who have who are in that position? Because I know there are a lot of people who who are in that position, and um, what you do, what the process is to go from having a lovely website that isn't really performing to you know it doing exactly what it is that you want it to do yeah yeah the, the cornerstone of everything i do is based on keyword research mm -hmm. so it's like we need the first question is what do you want to be found for on google in ideally in an ideal world what would you want to be found for so they get the clients to think up you know say five to ten words if more if they could then i we've got some software that actually tells me how how many people search for that keyword per month yeah then i could feed that back to the client but i also can say that you're looking for x y and z but the majority of the customers call it a b c d yeah so you're that the key the, the thing you're calling it gets like you know 100 searches a month but if because you're in the industry you're calling it that but the general public don't know what it is you're doing so they, there's like 10 times more searches for this yeah. So we need to find out the keyword and the correct intent. So that's the that's the, the bottom line of it. You're never going to get found online unless you talk about that thing that you want to be found for. Mm -hmm. So the first stage is to establish the keywords. So the client comes up with the keywords. I make up my own list from the analysis and the audit. Then I can also check on, say, if you give me, say, three to five competitors that you like. Yes. I can see what they're targeting as well. So then, mm -hmm. so there are three different sections there, like the client's words, my keywords, and the competitors. And then we become like have a Google spreadsheet that's like a super group of all of them. Then go through online to establish which are the good ones and which are not. Okay. And then is there anything else that you do um, kind of moving on from that? So you've got the keywords, you kind of common sense check it where you think, okay, somebody, you might think, you know, a, you might think of, I'm just trying to think of an example, you might think a Pawson, Pawson Pooch Parade is a really good way of describing a dog walk, but actually it's dog walking that you need to describe yeah, it yeah, as, isn't it? Yeah, it's just got to be generic. Yeah, just yeah. go generic, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. That, that, um, the first word you said is, is great, and you can get found yeah. really quickly for that, but there's going to be a low search volume for it. Yeah. So it's a good, it's a good long tail one. 
and you'll say there's less surge volumes, you can get found for that quickly, but the more generic it is, the harder it's going to be found for, but that's the, when the where the surge volume is. Mm-hmm. So I always tackle both. You do the long tail one as well as the generic one. Yeah. So over time, you get found for the generic one. Okay. Um, and what would you say that when it comes so when it comes to SEO and getting found and having all of those things, you know, there and working for you on your website, what would you say the, are the biggest kind of challenges or, or mistakes that small businesses experience when it comes to when it comes to that? There's a say if, if someone's used like an on-page like a, a web page builder. I can't name names, but there are certain you can DIY things. You can build your own website. Mm-hmm. And they're not designed for SEO, so they look great again, but they're just they're invisible to search. Yeah. Like GoDaddy do one and Wix and those type things. Visually they look good, but to Google they're just invisible. Unless you do your work properly. Yeah. So I'd always recommend a good WordPress site. Okay. Um so with it, so if you have built your own website, because I know quite a few people who use um, those sites that you mentioned, is there a um because I know sometimes people will have built their own website, put a lot of effort and time into it, and then like to think, oh gosh, this is invisible. This is invisible on Google. Is there anything that they can do to kind of salvage that? Um, no, I feel really sorry for people who've done that as well because they don't, they didn't know it was going to be invisible to Google. And yeah. you, you just got to take take a hit early on and just get it. We can we can take it. I work with a web designer, and we can export a site from wherever and bring yeah. it into WordPress. Okay. So you don't lose what the content or the images or the, you know, the, the whole content, but yeah. it needs to be on a on a WordPress platform, really. In my yeah. world, if you want to get yeah. found on Google, then we can we've got the tools and the, the equipment. So you know, to you can make a WordPress site completely visible to Google. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, that's really interesting, and it's also really really good that you can move things over because I'm thinking about people who might be thinking, "Oh my gosh, that's me." Um, but that something that something can be done. Yeah, so, so if, if you want to get found on Google and get customers to ring you, you need to, yeah. If you're not getting the customers, so if it builds on the wrong platform, not the wrong platform, on a platform that's not being found by Google, then you need to move it. There's no mm-hmm. way around that, unfortunately. Okay, and this I want to talk about like the other things that small businesses can do to get found on Google as well. So um, I know because just a, just as background, um, Malcolm, when I was a freelance journalist in Manchester. Um, and I used to go to BNI meetings and I met Malcolm um, be back in 2014, I think it was. And I had, I think I had a website or I tried to make one myself and it was on WordPress. So at least I've done that. So I've not done it completely wrong, but um, it wasn't doing anything. And I did not have a clue, did I, what I was doing. So like Malcolm and your business partner at the time taught me like very, very, um, very patiently guided me through the whole process. And then we, you went away, built me a website and got me ranking at number one for freelance journalist in Manchester and freelance copywriter um, and lots of other different terms that I wanted to rank for at the time, which was really great because when people were looking for a freelance journalist in Manchester, they'd find me straight away. And also when people were looking to share their stories at the time, I was doing more, more journalism and pitching stories into the media. I wasn't doing this, this side of the business where I'm coaching businesses at all. Um, it was good because people were contacting me. Um, and I remember there were a few other things that, I, that you told me to do. I remember having like Google My Business and directories and stuff like that set up um, that that were all, that all kind of fed into what was happening with my new website and make, making that happen. So what are the other things that you would tell people to do as clients? Or would you? what else do you do when you're kind of doing that transformation from being invisible to being 
being found on Google. Yeah, yeah. So there's sort of four or five big steps that we need to do. So, so the first one is the keyword research. Mm-hmm. So you need to establish what you want to be found for. That's the crux of everything. So when you've established that, then the second one is you need to build your own, build your website out based on those keywords. And ideally you need sort of one page per sort of keyword group or cluster. Yeah. So if it's talking about that. Um, you need to answer people's questions because people years ago, in 2014, it was a different world on Google. Yeah. Voice search has gone massive now. So there's a crazy high statistic of searches that have never been asked for before or searched for on Google. Yeah. People are using voice and Alexa and Google, whatever. So basically, the, the, Google wants to reward the website that answers the, the query the best. Yeah. So if your website can answer people's questions about whatever it is, Google's going to give you, you know, a higher position based on that. They want to send customers to the website that answers that query. And you can get found and think look featured snippet on the top of Google. That's that sends a massive amount of traffic. Yeah. Uh, so this is the keywords to build out your site to make you an authority on that thing that you're you're doing or selling. Mm-hmm. The third one is you need to get your website or the technical on-site work bang on. Yeah. Google aren't going to send customers to websites that are built badly or there's bad code on there. It needs to be really clean. Yeah. The biggest thing is they need to website needs to be really fast. You need to be on a good hosting platform. Yeah. Google, I got this thing called mobile first. So you need, your website needs to work on a mobile phone first now mm-hmm. rather than desktop. And again, if you, it takes too long to load on a phone, Google aren't going to reward you. So you've got to, you'll be on the, the back of beyond on the, on the mm-hmm. listings. Okay. And the, so the fourth one is so you got so when you the website's built, you built it out and it's all working. Then you need to work on your off sites. So you need to get your name, your address, and your phone number on the, the, the citations like Yellow Pages, Scoot, and those sort yes. of things. And we typically, for a client, when it comes on board, that no one's done that for them in the past. So we submit them to like 100 plus websites. Mm-hmm. All those websites are your own property. We give you the username, passwords for them. I so the most important thing there is to have your name, your address, and your phone number. It's called NAP. And that's basically the foundations of your whole website. So the website's the most important thing on the internet. But then the second one is your Google My Business page. Mm-hmm. And so you need these two need to your website needs to talk to your Google My Business page, and that gets you featured on Google Maps, yeah, and in the Google's Knowledge Panel. And still, I don't know what understand businesses don't understand the power of that. But like, it's a Google property, yeah, that's free to register yourself, and you can do it yourself. I'm not, but so if you do it properly, and your website talks to your website, they they echo each other. Then it's just it's massive for search. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is so your social media channels. So your citations are like your business channels, but yeah. you need to get yourself set up on you know, your Twitter, your LinkedIn, Facebook and all those because Google are tracking social signals. So if you can do a post, when you do a post on your website, if you can share it on different platforms because you need to be seen everywhere now, not just because yeah. people. some people like Instagram, some people like Twitter. Some people like Facebook, so you need to be seen on all the different platforms, but all yeah. those lead back to your post. And then the final one is when you've got all that set up, which is a helicopter's view of everything, 
you start getting reviews on the different platforms. Again, mm -hmm. Google are monitoring this. So they want to know that you're doing a real business and people are happy to, you know, to, to, to shout about you and say, you know, Rachel did a great job for me. I got PR in the, you know, the Guardian or whatever. Yeah. So there's small things, what they call like social signals. So you need to post, but you also need to get reviews. Okay, so lots. That's a lot of stuff to take into account. <laughs> it's a lot to take into account, isn't it? Because and also it's I think it's huge. Yeah. Yeah, it is a lot, especially when you talk about things like being submitted to a hundred websites. Um, but I think actually, I think hearing you talk through that, and I know it's weird, like I was having this conversation because I know what you do because we've worked together. But actually, it's lay. This is this for me is laying out an expectation of if people are going and getting someone to do their SEO for them, this is this is what this is what they should be talking about and I think it's really yeah, good yeah. for small business owners to know that because then they don't get ripped off because I, I hear yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in an industry full of not nice people <laughs> well without wanting to sound cheesy that's kind of why I wanted you to come and chat to me because I hear people I've got, got a few people who, who I know quite well and they've had really bad SEO experiences and yeah, yeah. yeah and it's horrible isn't it it's like Okay, you know, I have the same with doing what I do now. I help, I don't do PR for people, but I help people get publicity by showing them how to do it themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like when I used to go to BNI, actually, I, I remember meeting a couple from Warrington and they don't, they won't mind me sharing the story because I have um, talked about it before. Um, and they had a board game and they'd hired a really big PR company in Manchester to promote it. And they spent like, it was spent, it was five figures. And they got a couple of pieces of local coverage, which they could have done on their own. And I literally sat with them in the kitchen while the, the wife was in tears. And it was like, oh, this is just horrendous. And I want to yeah, do something yeah. to help you, but I'm a journalist and I only get paid if I can sell the story in. And I guess that's what kind of set in motion me doing what I do now. Um, but I did manage to get them in the Telegraph. So because I've got them in that paper, I got paid well for the story, which was really good. I was really tough for them. We went in on Boxing Day as well, which was a great day for a board game story to go in. They were really happy. And it, yeah, it, it honestly did kind of set me off on this direction, I guess. Um, but yeah, there are people out, I mean, you know, like as, and you probably don't get this because you've got an SEO business, but I get like about 10 emails a day saying, we can do your SEO. Do you yeah, know your site's not doing well. anything? I, I do you as well. You can get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bonkers, isn't it? And you know what? Like, I've, I know we've not talked about content marketing, but um, I've talked about you and you telling me to do content marketing years ago and me refusing to do it. And now I do loads of it. Like, I've got this podcast. I've got a blog. I do a blog every week. I do all of the things that you've just said about sharing my content on social media and stuff. I do need to get on the reviews, though, so I will put that on my list. But um, for for I, I still get those emails saying your site isn't ranking on Google and I know that it is it's ranking at the top of Google for pet business press release for example or how do I write a press release for my pet business I've done that work but um one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about is about um is about content marketing and how that works and then I'm going to share my personal story about it when you've explained how it works for small businesses and how it works in conjunction with the other stuff that you're doing on your website so tell me about content marketing and how we can use those keywords and, and kind of make it make our websites explode rather than just kind of vanish. Yes, it's an ongoing process. Really. So you've got to do all the get the foundation set up. But then when you yeah. when your website's all set up and it's all rocking and rolling, you need to put out regular content. And we're trying to get content, trying to do at least sort of one post a week. So it's in like yeah. four a month. Yeah. 
So say we then basically you need to get your audience used to expecting a you know a post on a Tuesday or a yeah. whenever day you decide. It's just about being consistent, really. So you need to be putting out good inf- good content, good quality information that people are interested in and sharing. And then, but they said all those things lead back to your website. That's the yeah. bottom line of it. So people will read it, share it, send it to the mates. Doesn't matter what it is. But it's just the structure is yes. Yeah, so you, the blog posts is shared on social media, and they all link back to your website. Whether it's an yeah. e-commerce site, they're going to buy stuff for Father's Day. Mm-hmm. What if someone looking for a new bathroom? Mm-hmm. Someone's going to see a photo on a, a bathroom, you know, a nice bathroom. Someone our client just installed, and they're going to say it's just it's, it's just basically getting the your message out there and talking about what you've done. Yeah, people will see it, read it, share it, like it, and then that'll lead back to you know qualified people contacting you saying oh, I like this post from whoever it was. Mm-hmm. Can you do the same for me? Yeah, and also I guess. Um, when people are ser- when we're going back to those keywords, when people are searching for dog walker, stockport, or whatever it is that you offer, or do- yeah, you know, yeah. dog groomer, stockport, then you've got lots of lots of um, lots of signals pointing them to you because you've got that helpful content on your website as well as having. Yeah, yeah. it's making you services. an authority on say dog walking stockport. So the more you yeah. can talk about you know your clients and get the reviews and photos and you out in the the van and the dogs and everything. I'm all about making you the authority on that thing that you do. Mm-hmm. And it's a combined thing. So the website's the, you know, the, the peak of the, the, there's a lot underneath that goes on that you need to be working on as well. Which basically yeah. it comes down to, you know, good content, good content, good photos, sharing it on social. Mm-hmm. Just making yourself, you know, talking about what you do. Yeah. So you always link it back to your website. See, a lot of people just talk about stuff, but you, you need to. People are if you lead them to your website, it's easier to get you know a client conversion from that. Yeah. Okay. So yes, and reviews. Think... So, so large has about your review structure after if you want. Yeah. But, you know, you need to sort of get reviews on a regular basis. That's really critical now. Okay. And it's a good piece of content. If someone leaves a good review for you, you can do a screen grab and then share that. It yeah. just it's like social proof that you're doing a great job and people are happy to say because it is it's, I think it's something crazy like 87 percent of I think it's 84 percent of people will believe an online review from a stranger mm-hmm. so you need to it sounds good but it's also you need to say so another thing I didn't mention about but we offer a reputation management service yeah so when all these sites have been set up like that hundred sites I mentioned yeah. So we do that for you. You haven't got to worry about that. It's a done-for-you service, so we do that. But say all the properties are yours. I don't want to keep them. <laughs> They're your properties. But we monitor them. So if someone does leave a review, they're 99 times out of 100. They're good. There's the odd random person who just writes something daft. They've got the wrong company or whatever, or they're just being malicious. When we get flagged up that that review's been left on this platform. Okay. Then you can go there and reply to it saying... Because basically you need to answer there. You know, thank them if it's a they are a good customer, obviously, and share that on social. But if it's a, a malicious one, then you just got to say that you're not even a. I've never done a job for you, mm-hmm. Sarah, or whoever, whoever you are, and just like try and put that fire out before it starts. Yeah. So you just got to because there are again there are daft people leaving reviews for 
they've never, they've never done business for you. But, so we've got the software, so it just alerts us because you need to know what's being said online. So oh, just going back to that, you know, 84% of people will believe that person who they've not done work for you. It's scary, isn't it? Because I think, yeah, it puts people in a pow powerful position, doesn't it? That they can leave these. I've spoken to people like, you know, who've had really bad experiences on TripAdvisor and they've yeah, done yeah. nothing wrong and they've been absolutely vilified. And it's, it's awful, isn't it? Like as a small business. And I think, I think sometimes you can turn it round. And like, I remember when I used to live in Lynn, we had this brilliant restaurant at the end of the road, Elmer's, and they had a bad review. And it was like, it was, it was like this ridiculously funny review because Elmer's was a really fun place, right? Yeah. And they did really good food, but it was like a proper party restaurant. And these people, they'd left this TripAdvisor review and it was just like everybody in Lynn who loved Elmer's was screenshotting it and sharing it because it was so funny because they were yeah, yeah. just saying, basically we went to a restaurant and people had fun and the waiters were friendly. It was terrible. It was our worst night out ever. And they actually managed to use this review to get loads of, get loads of a buzz around what they did and get Brilliant. people really talking about them. But when you're a small business owner and you're there on your own and someone's been mean to you online, it is like, oh, it takes the wind out of your sails and actually knowing that there are things you can do to to de deal with that is is quite reassuring, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of spinning it. But say Google are, they're really, you can flag reviews on Google, they, they just leave them up there. They just, because they, they're getting so many things going on. So you just got to, all you can do is leave a reply. Yeah. And then we also, you got to try and bury it. You get some, if someone does leave a bad review, then, you know, a malicious one, then just get 10 good ones. Mm -hmm. And that'll push that review down the page and less people yeah. will read it. Definitely. So I'm going to go back to content and blogging um, because that's a big thing that I do now. But for many years, Malcolm, I know that you were turning your hair out with me because you were telling me to do it. And I was refusing to and say, I can't write about how to write a press release or I can't write about how to do writing for your pet business, for your small business. I didn't talk about pets at that point because I was scared of putting myself out there. And what I used to do was share the stories that I'd written, but I never did anything it was helpful content I just showed people this is what I do this here's a story of somebody in the mirror or whatever and actually now I do the complete opposite I, I will sometimes share stuff I've done on social media when I've had an article in but now it's all about providing helpful content so I help this you know I can like this podcast episode will help people understand SEO and the website better I've just done one about um you know about how to use Pinterest I've just done another one about how to you know how to write a press release or how to get started with guest blogging that kind of thing yeah, yeah. it's all really helpful content because i want to be that authority um yeah, for yeah. helping pet businesses get themselves out there and um, so if you've got a small business and they're thinking oh basically like if they're like me five years seven years ago and saying i can't do this i can't do the content thing um you know i don't want to write about myself i don't want to put myself out there what would your what would your advice be to them don't wait six, seven years. <laughs> Sorry, Rachel. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about this so we can laugh about it because I've kind of done a full reverse ferret now, haven't I? And now I won't shut up. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, lead a horse to water and all that. But... <laughs> I know, I know. That was but, interesting. Yeah. You said then about your, you was all how to, how to blog posts are fantastic because so you, you're answering someone's question. Yeah. So that's the, that's amazing that you know you've you picked up on that now and it's working for you. I know I finally done what I was told. Seven no, minutes it's ago. fine. It's fine. <laughs> you get there though, don't you? And and that's what I would. That's and, and you know I'm using myself as an example. 
you know what is the, I think what's the worst that can happen if you write something and you feel a bit silly or or you know you question whether you can be an authority but you are because whatever your topic is if you're a dog groomer or a dog trainer you're writing for people who don't know how to groom the dog or people who don't know how to train the dog and you are an authority to them they're going to be hanging on your every word aren't they like I'm hanging on your every word as an FCAO and website oh, person oh, thank you they just got to start small then I suppose really just do a yes. little just if you don't, if you don't want to do a blog post first then just do a tweet mm-hmm. or just do a little Facebook post about something yeah so you can dip your toe in the water and then if you get some likes and shares then that'll give you a bit more confidence and then hopefully you're going to write more sort of long, longer form content and that will go in the form of a blog post. Mm-hmm. But then you can share that link back onto social media. Yeah. So it's just sort of small steps, really, like baby steps. But I don't want to throw anybody in the deep end. It's just got to build, build from small steps. And when you get more confident, do more stuff. Yeah. I think as well, like you'll see the same with the people you follow on social media, you often see businesses where they'll post a really detailed, lengthy Facebook post, which would be perfect on a on a blog post on their website, and it would be there for them forever, wouldn't it? You know, working yeah, so hard, bringing, yeah, bringing them. You, you don't own because I. The one thing you do own is your own website, so you want to make that the the centre hub of all your content. Yeah. You don't want to build up someone else's platform because you're just building their, making their platform bigger and more powerful. Mm-hmm. That content needs to live on your site. Yeah. That content needs to be indexed by Google first and then shared on social media. Yeah. Because if someone okay. just did close that, so you build your platform on, you know, around, say, on another platform, you build it up, you get lots of traffic, lots of business from it, and then overnight they can just sell that business or close it down and then you're left high and dry. Yeah. So you, the website's your, that's the crux of everything for me. Yeah. And just use the social media to share it that points back to you. Okay, so I wanted to ask you this because this is something that comes up loads. So the, the the experts say that you shouldn't post links on Facebook to your website and it doesn't the algorithm doesn't show it to as many people. And I just would love to know your thoughts on that. So if I've got a blog post and I love it like this podcast and I've put it on Facebook and I link it back to my website, would you recommend that I do that? Yeah, again, they've changed the rules. So it used to be okay a year or so yeah. ago to do that. But now there's the general thing they change their algorithm because they want to Facebook want to keep you on Facebook. They don't want to, for you to go anywhere. So that's why they're demoting external links. So the way to get around that is you can put your content in the post yeah. and then put a little sign and put a little message in there saying a you know, link in first post. Mm-hmm. So you put the link below the post in the first comments. So that can work, but it's, it's again, Facebook don't want to use to go away from their website, so their platform, they want to keep you on Facebook. That's the only way around it at the minute is just put a link in the comments. Yeah. What I tend to do is if I've got, a, if I've got a podcast or a blog or whatever that I'm sharing, I'll do, I'll do one post where I keep people on Facebook and then I'll do another post where I take them off because I think, well, I've already done more, one about this blog post where I've kept okay, them on yeah. Facebook I've done it fa- the way Facebook wants me to do it but I know that if you see you know as as Facebook users you know personally if we see something that we want to go and look at on Facebook I'll go off Facebook and it's helpful yeah, yeah, to have yeah. the link there because it's easier isn't it to click yeah. on the link and get off Facebook than dig it out in the comments so I think if I think you can kind of cover yourself from both you can do what yeah. Facebook wants and you can do what you want as well can't you 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just it's their platforms, their rules. You got to do what they're they're calling the shots. Mm-hmm. But there's no way. There's no magic button for that. Really, it's just it's their platform. They do what they want. So yeah, you're always mm-hmm. cool as well. Yeah. So um, so we talked loads about SEO and all all the things that people need to have set up for it to be really kind of firing on all cylinders. Um, and one of the things that I hear, and I guess you hear as well, over and over, because you know whether it's a really small business or quite a big business with just, that are just really busy, is that people are too busy. The thought of going and going and through all of these steps on their own, going on all the directories and all of these things that that are really going to make it like be on fire, um, is going to be too much for them. So I wanted to talk about like what happens when you outsource and what the pro what the process is and what people need to do. So can you tell us a bit about that and also what if people are looking at outsourcing, what kind of questions should they be asking their, um, you know, their SEO or website support yeah, provider? So the first question is just ask them to show you some results, what they've done for a client. Yeah. It's just really basic of just ask them, you know, just you can type it in Google and then see if they've been found for that thing, what they said they've been working on. It's yeah. really quick and simple. Not just, if they know if they're doing a good job, they're going to be happy to show you things. Like that, no, just show your results. Yeah. Yeah, get some ask them to give some reviews from the last few clients they're happy to. But yeah, you, okay. you get like a good gut feeling normally when you speak to somebody I well I do anyway. So okay. It's just it's quite easy with SEO. Like if you you just got to go to Google, use incognito, and then just do an um do a search for that query. And if that mm-hmm. if that SEO client's website comes up, happy days. If they give you one excuse or ten excuses why they're not being found yet, then just try and find somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> but go with your yeah. gut feelings mainly. It's to say there are scammers out there, so you've got to be careful. But you got you gut feelings normally right if someone's trying to scam you. Mm-hmm. They're trying to scam you, so just move along. Yeah, I think it's a good idea to kind of look for recommendations and ask other people who've who've had you know good experiences as well, isn't it? Um, That's how we get nearly all of our work, Rachel. We get yeah. just yeah, they've had three good ones this week, and I'm sure two of those are going to convert into a nice jobs because mm-hmm. the, the referral, you know, they're, they're sort of ninety, ninety percent too high, probably seventy five percent happy to use us in the first place before the phone rings or the email because yeah. someone's had a good experience with us already and they're making money online. Yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? Because it's it's hard, and they're so particularly with um. Like with pet product businesses now, because so many people have been lost their jobs or they've been furloughed and they've had time and they've been they've, they've got creative because we've all been at home for so long and been bored. Um, they've you know set up a little business and yeah, yeah. there's so many other people making bandanas or or treats or all these different things. So yeah, being you know rising above the, all the others is so important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you can do it as a you know a hobby project, but then when you want to start making it serious, then you've got to start spending. You can have, you do it. You can Google you know how to SEO your own site yourself now, but that's going to be like me trying to learn how to be a vet. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'd never want to be a vet, so we just you just you, you go take your animal to the vets to get it fixed. The same with this. I think that's the same with SEO. Really, if you want it done properly, you need to outsource it. Mm-hmm. Because you can learn it yourself, but there's you're better off spending the time doing your day job. Yes. Then you're going to get a much better return on doing your day job than 
learning how to do a whole new skill set. But because the SEO world like it changes all the time, so I, it's good. But it, I like it. It's a moving target. So mm. you've got to keep on top of it. You just you can't do it and then leave it because it's just an ongoing process. Yeah. Like now, was it yesterday, the day, Friday, or two days ago? Google started bringing out a new um, a core algorithm updates on Wednesday. So that started rolling out. So people are getting, if you've done snidey things in the past, in the last past six months, you're going to get demoted. Okay. okay. I always like a good, I like algorithm updates because it weeds out the scammers. Yeah. And we do all things, honestly, super kosher. So it's all, we've never had any drops. Because we Crikey, follow all the guidelines. Okay. So we just, we rise above, you know, the bad ones yeah. each time. So um, by demoted, what does that mean? Like moving down the rankings or? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so if someone's done something a bit snidey in the past sort of six months or a year on Google, well, yeah, there are there are loopholes that get SEO people find. So you can get like a quick win. Yeah. So you can get, you know, you can get one page one or say, but then Google spot that loophole that people are doing and then they fix it. And then that site that was ranking yesterday has gone down to like page 58 or whatever wow okay i'm gonna so get can, off this this call and go and check things <laughs> yeah and it starts on wednesday so it's rolling out from america first there are some sites that have been in england i've saw but the alliance have been spot they're rock solid still yeah good stuff so if somebody wants to if if you want to kind of outsource your seo what kind of stuff do you have to get together would it be like well, yeah, what kind of stuff do people have to get together if they want to hand over this stuff to, um, to somebody else? Yeah, so you just need to have a chat with them first, make sure you trust them. Yeah. You need to have an idea of what you want to be found for. And yeah. then have a realistic budget in mind. So say we do it, um, basically we do a lot of work up front in the first sort of six months. Because Google take a long time to index yeah. So you need to get on site. So yeah, we sort of say it's a six month minimum contract we we do. Mm -hmm. Then it's monthly rolling after the six months because you yeah. do a lot of the work up front. I do. Yeah. You got to fix a lot of things and get, let's say, those citations. That takes a long time. And then sort of work on the on the on site SEO and the off site. So there's lots mm -hmm. of lots of moving parts. Cool. Okay. Okay, well, look, thank you. It's been, even though I've um, we've worked together and I know all of the things that you talk about, it's it's been brilliant um, chatting and having a catch up and and yeah, and putting out there what people do need to know if they are looking looking for somebody to help them um, with SEO and this, as you say, like the outsourcing, it can be scary outsourcing as a small business owner, can't it? Because you think, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I've, got, I've I've got this money coming in and I want to I want to have more money coming in. And I'm going to try and learn all of this stuff, but actually, that as you say, it's taking you away from from what you really are good at and what will bring money in. Um, but yeah, it can be scary outsourcing, and and yeah, that's again why you know why it's really important to find people who who can be trusted and who are going to do the things that that you need them to do. So yeah, it's been brilliant chatting to you. Thank you so much, Malcolm. So where can people find out more about you? Yeah, we've got. Um... Interesting time. 360spin.com is the main website for the last 20 mm -hmm. odd years and it's still going to be going. But we've got um, a new website we're establishing now um, www.getfound.co.uk. Great, great, um, 
great uh i can't think of the word now great url <laughs> yeah no i love domain names so yeah <laughs> if i see a domain yeah on a daily basis i now stopped buying but new domains recently but yeah basically you can make a business of a domain name yeah so yeah it just makes sense doesn't it uh, and malcolm's also got campervanhire.com which you, you can imagine that's been doing quite well as well hasn't it <laughs> Yeah, that's a separate project. Yeah, but it's basically about domain names as well. So, yeah, it's a business in a box, really. It's just you yeah. can build it out. Yeah, that's going nuts. This, yeah, we're getting um, sort of around between 500 and 900 people a day on the website now. Wow, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Good time. It's going to just grow. It's, it's going to grow. I'm going to expand that more in the next yeah. sort of 12 months. So, it's early days for that one, but it's doing, it's doing really good. Brilliant. So yeah, I always love to talk to people who are like walking the walk as well. And um, and that's exactly what you're doing with, with these websites. So thank you. Brilliant. Well, look, thanks so much for chatting to me. It's been lovely having you on um, and I look forward to catching up with you soon. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.